Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. In the praises of your people, so we live. 
the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Man, we give all glory and honor to God this afternoon for giving us this opportunity to come to worship him. Amen. We came to worship him. Is that right? We came to give him glory and honor. We're just so thankful to God for each of you being here. I praise God for his presence that's here in this place. And for uh, Deacon Gwen, amen, Brother Farrell, Brother Kimmins, and to our deaconesses, our mothers, and to all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, it's a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord one more time, amen. And we're truly honored to be able to stand before you. Thank you for carrying on, amen. I, life is going to get a little little different for me um, for a while, but God heard today, God is a source of your strength, and so he's going to give you what you need to do, what you need to do. All you got to do is wait and trust and, and depend on him, amen? And so we're looking forward to what God has in store for us. Do we have any first-time callers on the line? Uh, I want to do that before we jump into the Word. We're going to go to our Sunday school lesson. Um, I had some other things in plan for us, but my week got kind of thrown off, um, but God still has a Word for us, Amen. Amen. The preacher is there is a first-time caller. If this is your first time joining us in worship, we ask that you would press 1 on your phone. We can bring you on live. Where you can say good afternoon to us, you can bring greetings from your city, your state, wherever you're calling from. Is there one this afternoon? Amen. I do want to share with the church family that you all know that Pastor Jay wants to heal. Pastor Jay wants to heal the second pastor of the New Hope Mission of the Church was called home to be with the Lord on Tuesday. And um, it was a shock for everybody um, because we didn't know anything about it until early Thursday morning. And so um, asking your prayers for his mother, his brother, um, James Wesley, who just stood over at New Hope and preached the word from Habakkuk chapter 3 about God being our source of strength. And even when I'm broken, I will rejoice. That was the word on today. And so uh, I'm encouraged and he blessed our hearts this morning with that word. Um, and so on Wednesday at New Hope at 1 o'clock, we'll be a homegoing celebration for Pastor Hill. So if you can make it, Wonderful. If not, please be praying. His mother is here, Minister Wilma is here, his sister Vanita is here, his baby girl Jalea is here, his son Tripp just could not make the trip. And he's 16, so keep him lifted up in prayer. Amen. I want to say thank you to Brother Farrell and Deacon Gwen for coming over and being with me this morning um, at New Hope. Amen. On Friday night, we were there as a church family. Uh, to talk and to pray and to worship and love on each other. And thank Sister Janetta and Sister Kamisha for being with me on Friday night. Thank you so much. Your presence just meant so much to me Friday and today. And so I'm so grateful that you were able to be with us to share that time. Um, there's some unknown assignments for the first daughter. Um, but y'all know I'm down to serve and do whatever I need to do. Um, and, and like I told um, Deacon uh, Lindsay and Sister Darlene, um, Pastor was not
not a traditional pastor, but he was a pastor of order. And we want to continue to do all things decently and in order. And so I appreciate you all for sharing me these next couple of months until they figure it out. Amen. Um, so next Sunday, um, we were to be, we are to be at New Hope for our 18th Pastoral Appreciation Celebration. Amen. At 1 o'clock, we will be at New Hope. Um, they, they said nothing changes. Oh, yeah, something does change. Our worship leaders on the globe. Something did change. Amen. But we will be at New Hope at 1 o'clock. I will be at New Hope at 10 o'clock um, bringing the morning message. So um, if you all want to be there at 10 o'clock, you can. If not, I will leave for listen to prayer. Amen. And so for those of you on blog talk, um, we'll figure it out and we'll let you know. We'll send a text message to let you know when we go live because we might go live early. Sister Commission? New Hope also does Facebook Live. Amen. So you can do Facebook Live. Quite a few of us have that. So everybody has Facebook Live. Just go to New Hope. Um, they had some glitches this morning because it was streaming from Pastor Hill's phone. So they had some glitches, but they got it worked out. Amen. And so uh, his presence was still in the house. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and just look at our word on today. Gracious Father, we thank you. Uh, this word is an on-time word. I mean, your word is always on-time for us, but today your word talks to us about hope. It talks to us about grace. And we are living in a time that people are losing hope and they're being ungrateful for the grace that you are bestowing upon us. God, we want you to know that we are a people that live in hope, have hope, and we are grateful for your grace. So as we look at this lesson coming from Second Thessalonians, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, that we, Father, will leave here, not the same way we came in, but we will leave here holding on to our hope and the profession of our faith. Because evil is everywhere, always present. And we ain't seen nothing yet. But there's hope for the believer today. There's hope for the believer today. There's hope for the one who's been washed thoroughly in the blood of the Lamb. There's hope today for the one who says, in God I trust. There's hope today for the one who says, I shall never not die, but declare the glory of the Lord. There's hope today for the one that has a praise stirring up in their belly, there's hope today. For the one who says, I can lift up my eyes to the hills. For when cometh my help, knowing all my help cometh from the Lord, there is hope today. So God, we thank you. And we bless you. And we give you praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Come on, clap your hands. If there's one thing that we need to know today, is you need to, we need to know that we are saved. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Saved. What does it mean to be saved? You confess 
with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And you believe in your heart that God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for the remission of our sins. Don't leave earth without being saved. Don't live on earth without believing that Jesus, we said it last week and we're going to say it again, 100% man, 100% God, he was unique in himself. Don't leave here and not know that. But then there's a part B to that. Tell your neighbor, hold on, part B or something. Sunday school lesson gives us a big word. It says sanctification. Well, Pastor, what does that mean? Well, if you look on page 396, it tells you that sanctification is the state of purity and holiness. So, Pastor, what does that mean? That means I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. So, Pastor, what does that mean? That means even though you talk about me like a dog, I still love you with the love of the Lord. That means when I want to cuss you out, there's something greater than me that's holding my peace. That's what sanctification is. When, when I used to tell a lie, now it hurts me when I don't tell the truth. That's interpretation. I don't look like I used to. I don't act like I used to act. I don't understand people that gave their life to the Lord. They're still lying. They're still homeowners. They're still adulterers. They're still fornicators. What is God? Is your savior, your deliverer, why can't you live holy and righteous? So hope comes from God's grace. Hope, I don't know where your hope comes from today. You might hope that your children still love you. You might hope that your boo still love you. You might hope that your job is still there on Monday. You might hope, you might have hope in all of those things, but I can't, can I tell you, they're going to go away. Our children are going to go away. Brother Fernando, you all right? What, what you need? Okay, he's going to go get some air. Stay with him. Are you having pain? We need to call 911. Jesus. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Ah, this pastor angel is now here. We know you hear all these things. But we need you to move now, God. Touch his body from the crown of the day to the foot of his feet. Lay hands on him, faith. Lay hands on him. Lay hands on him. Touch him. Heal him, God, now. In the name of Jesus. We don't know what's going on, Father, but you do. Just touch your healing angels now, God. Touch him, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, regulated time, God, 
Help them to breathe. Help them to focus and to seek God on those things that are giving you praise right now. We declare a decree and healing in this place. Touch them, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, God. Does he, does he have water? Okay. At least he's getting air. Okay. 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 God is calling for us to be holy. He's calling for us to be righteous. And he's calling for us to be faithful in these last and evil days. We don't know when the Son of God is going to return. We don't know when he's coming back. But what we do know, he is coming. Right? You believe that today, don't you? That's what you got to believe. That's what you got to hold on. He's coming back. The, the preacher said this morning that, that, that God does things that we just don't understand. Stuff happens. You know, I was watching I was watching the news last night, and the man in Texas, they asked the man not to shoot his gun because they got a baby in the house. They want, you know, want to have some quiet time. The man got mad and told him, this is my property. I can do what I want to do when I get ready. He went and got his gun and went back into their house and he shot all of this. Did y'all see that on the news? Craziness. Evil is, is everywhere. But the body of Christ, Paul wrote this letter to the church of Thessalonians to encourage them and to give them hope and to let them know that you ain't got to flip out because the rest of the world is flipping out. You have a protector. You have a healer. You have a deliverer. You have a strong power. You have somebody that loves you before you even do your thing. Second Thessalonians 2, he says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clearly clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how he will be gathered, how we will be gathered to meet him. Now, what was happening was people told him that Jesus had came already, that there was confusion there, that that, that was them old, old, old saints. They, they were telling the new converts, Jesus came already. He's already come. I don't know what y'all trying to live right for. I don't know what y'all trying to do right for. Prophet, don't get caught up in the hype. Don't be bamboozled by what's going on. Jesus Christ is coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to gather all of us, his believers. Now, he's going to gather them folks that come to church and play church. He ain't going to gather them. He's going to gather those that have prayed, that have fasted, that have studied his word, that have been a witness to his goodness, that have been a testimony to who he is. That's what it's all about, saints. That's what it's all about. Together. Don't be so easily second or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them, even if they claim to have a spiritual vision. 
a revelation or a letter supposedly from us. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion. Y'all know what that is, right? A falling away. People are going to start turning their back on God because they're not going to be able to go to the grocery store. People are going to start turning their back on God because they're not going to be able to get health care. People are going to turn their back on God because they're going to be ashamed to carry their Bibles. Preacher told us over, over in Egypt not too long ago, 1,200 Muslims were killed because they were Muslims. So they're going to start killing us because we are believers. Some folks are going to say, ah, they're going to be like Peter. No, but I saw you at New Hope. I saw you at Great St. Stephen's. I saw you at Vancouver Avenue. I saw you at St. Paul. I saw you. I saw you directing the choir. I saw you praying. I heard you preaching. Oh, not me. Because they don't want to. They don't want to to to, to die for for the sake of the gospel. People are going to turn their back. They're going to be a great following away. People are going to stop believing in the signs and the wonders of God. He said, don't be fooled. He said, the man of lawlessness is going to be revealed. Now, Satan is real. Satan has power. Satan can only do what God allows him to do. So don't, 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 don't blame it all on the devil. Don't blame it all on the devil. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Lord, what is it that you want me to see? What is it that you want me to understand? Because the devil only bothers us when we stop dancing with him. The devil only bothers us when we stop playing cards with him. The devil, he stops bothering us when we stop having tea and cookies with him. He don't bother us when we on his side, my close. But the moment we say, for the Lord I live, for the Lord I die, and you know what the woman gives me no prosper. The moment we start walking in truth, the moment we start walking in righteousness, and he's like, well, I used to commit command with that one. I used to get on his nerves with that one. He got to come back with something else. But because we've been prayed up, because we allow the word of God to get built up in us. And we're standing on a firm foundation. We cannot be shaken by the little things that he does. So verse 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 three tells us that that he's gonna come and he's gonna bring destruction. That's why I said we ain't seen nothing yet. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. So don't put your hope in the politics. Don't put your hope in the almighty dollar. Don't put your hope in your wife or your husband. Don't put your hope in your children. Don't put your hope in your parents. Because they're not going to be able to help. When the lawless one comes. So they're going to be trying to fight them off for they 
chapter 2, verse 9. This man will come to do the work of Satan. This is the lawless one, the man of lawlessness. He's coming to do the work of Satan. And he's also going to have some power. And he's also going to do some signs and some miracles, but they fail. They ain't real. When God heals people, he heals them. It's no longer there. When God delivers people that came from alcohol, drugs, and sex, it's gone. But he's going to do some stuff and folks going to think it's God. That they'll be healed for a few minutes. Because it says counterfeit. Anybody ever seen a counterfeit dollar? And you know you go to the bank, you won't even get arrested. Oh, you're not going to be able to pass that money too much longer. If you got too much of it, you are going to go to jail. But if you got one, they will you know, man, just, just, I, it gets on my nerves. I go to the store and I pull out a 50 or 100 and they hold it up. That's what's going to happen to these miracles. You have to pull them up and look and see. Because he's going to come. He's going to do miracles. He's going to do signs and wonders to try to get us to believe that he's the right one. Don't be easily persuaded. Try the Spirit by the Spirit. Though you, you must know the voice of God during these times. Because he's going to speak. He's going to talk to us. He's going to tell us that's not me. That's not me. Hold on. Be still. Be quiet. He speaks to us in a still, small voice. So we gotta, we got to get into practice now knowing, recognizing, and hearing the voice of God. Well, I encourage you the next time you're in your prayer closet, just go and sit. Don't say nothing. Don't have no music playing. Don't have nobody else praying. But just go and sit in your prayer space. When you get in there, you get situated. And you breathe deeply a few times. Then say, Lord, speak. Because you're serving. You might be going through something right now in your life and you need to speak. You can't hear. Because you hear the doctor, you hear your family, you hear your neighbor, you hear Google. You need to hear Jesus. So we need to get to a place that we can be quiet to hear God speak. He says, um, the, the lawless one is going to come and he's going to use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. His way is the truth. And if we don't ever confess it, if we don't ever talk about it, how do we know it? So every now and then our conversation needs to be that of God is good, God is great, God is wonderful, God is amazing. Verse 11, it says, So God will cause them to be greatly deceived, and they will believe these lies. God's going to cause them to be deceived, and they're going to be the believe the lies, the lies of the law. What's going to keep us from being verse 11? 
What's going to keep us from being verse 11? Talk to me, y'all. What's going to keep us from being verse 11? Believing. Believing the word of God. Believing the truth. That we don't want to, we don't want to be deceived. We don't want to leave the lies. So therefore, we must practice the truth. We must meditate on the truth. We must regurgitate the truth. We must speak the truth. We must live the truth. We must be the truth. You all ever see those commercials, those tests? They, they put um, uh, Skippy over here and Jip over here. And they tell the people to tell what brand it is. Well, only a, a Jiffy lover will know that the, the smoothness and the taste and the richness of the Jiffy. Y'all know what peanut butter I like, right? <laughs> and then that Jiffy one, I don't know what it tastes like. It don't even look like real peanut butter. So you can't give me no Jiffy and tell me it's shit. Because I know the difference. And that's what this is saying to us right here. We've got to know the difference between the lie and the truth. And the only way we're going to be able to know that is that we try the Spirit by the Spirit. We walk in holiness. We walk in purity of heart. You don't just carry your Bible, but you read your Bible. Today, I left my cell phone at home, and you know, that's, that's been my Bible. I was lost. I told Sherry, I said, you need to give me your phone because I need to have a Bible. So she opened up her Bible. The preacher took up. He said, this is what I do at home. Lift your Bible up. So I put my hand on my heart because that's what my word is. Because he said, hide my word in your heart that you might not sin against me. So I put my hand on my heart and I began to recite it. I am what the word says I am. I will do what the word says I'm supposed to do. I will be what the word says. Because it's in my heart. So as you study the word of God, don't just read it so that when you get to church and the preacher say, how many of you read it? You can just raise your hand. That's just what? That, that, that's for the, that's, that's done. I, don't, I can't find a good word for Sheila right now. <clears throat> but that's done. You need to read the word for yourself. Study the word for yourself. Okay? So we don't want to be those that are deceived. He says, then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Verse 13, for, for us, uh, for, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you. This is Paul, Timothy, and Silas. This, this is who's working with him at the Church of Thessalonica. And he says, we can't help but thank God for you and, and how um, you love the Lord and how we love you. We are always thankful that God shows you did God choose you today? God chose you today. 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 It could be you we get ready to celebrate on Wednesday. But he chose you today. So why you got left? Why you got breath in your body? Why you got the activities of your limbs? What, what I'm saying, you owe God another praise. 
So Paul here, he's encouraging the church, and he's telling them how thankful that we are, that God chose you and he chose us to be among the first to experience salvation. A salvation that came through the Spirit who makes us what? Holy. Through our belief and our trust in God. That's why I say people that gave their life to the Lord, they still should not be liars and backbiters. Homemongers or the adulterers or fornicators. They should not be all of that. They should, they should not be gossipers. They should not be slowful and lazy when it comes to the work of the Lord. Because the verse right here tells us that, that salvation and all that came with salvation came through the Spirit of God. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, look at what he says. He says, stand firm. Stand firm. Be like that tree that's planted by the rivers of the water. Stand firm. The preacher told us in Habakkuk chapter 3 that we have feet like deer. And you know, the deer, they can climb up uh, the rough side of the mountain and make their way to the top and stand at the top and look down on the rest of the folk. We got feet like deer. So we can go through some hard times. We can go through some storm and rain. We can go through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. We can do it. Because Paul told us to stand firm. Keep a strong grip on the teaching. Don't you know that the word of God will help you on your job? Help you in the classroom? Help you in the doctor's office? Help you in the courtroom? Help you when you go pull up to the gas station and you know you only got $5 and the gas is $5 a gallon? Anybody have somebody else pay for your gas? I've been to the grocery store and somebody else bought my groceries. God will do that for you when you trust and believe and obey and live holy and live righteous. He will show up for you every time. So stand firm. Get a strong grip on the teaching, the word of God. Don't believe everything, but believe the word of God. And the only way that you can believe the word of God is if you study it and know it for yourself. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done. You can play this some music. Okay, come on. Another cycle. I don't know, Father, but you do.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.